What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and angels, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I am your host, Dominic Smith. As always, thank you all for your continued support for this channel. We are in the month of August. It is August 1st, and that means we are 19 days away from the World Championships kicking off in Budapest, and I am so excited for it. I know you all are too. There's so many great things going on in the sport, so many wonderful performances, great matchup, and we are here to cover it all, and we're here to dish out some episodes from amazing guests that we have on this show including today's guest listen i said it in the introduction on the show that you're about to hear and i mean it man if laughter is truly the best medicine she is handing out your daily dose laura green comedian running extraordinaire coolest person you'll ever meet was my guest one of the funniest people you'll ever meet please be sure to follow her on instagram and you can see her reels and some of the great creative things that she's doing to help elevate the sport. She was my guest today and it was truly an honor to have her on. We talked about the importance of laughter in track and field. She was a former baller on the court, on the basketball court that is. So we talked about um, her basketball days, her running career, why she loves what she does, making people laugh and just kind of her mindset and perspective. And listen, she know about Nickelodeon. So we definitely talked about some of the sketch comedy shows and reminisced on some of those old shows that we love the good age of television um and so it's a fun conversation you guys are going to enjoy it and i really really hope that you follow laura and all the wonderful things that she's doing um like i said she's hilarious she's a comedian for a reason debate your mama so please be sure to enjoy this episode listen track barn we are partnered with them so if you need anything this cross country or track and field season please head that way to the website the link is below and guess what you get 10 percent off your order when you type in lactic acid 10 at the checkout appreciate you all love piece of chicken grease until next time hope you enjoy the episode peace What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and angst, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominique Smith, and today I have the certified, a certified, whatever, English was not the jam, it was journalism, so technically it was, but a certified baller, shot caller. She is thriving in all aspects of the world with the capital T-H. We're going to have to start calling her the good doctor because she is prescribing medicine, and listen, if laughter is the best medicine, she's handing out your daily dose. She is none other than the legend that is Sister Laura Green, Miss Green, how you doing today? Thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Oh my you. God, you just won the award for the best intro I've ever heard. <laughs> Listen, as we say, as we say on this show, it's all facts, all thriller, no filler. That's how we roll. Journalism was the major, and as they tell us, the truth never expires, and so everything was the truth. So let's let's just get this started because I got to ask you this question. I've been asking everybody for the past, I don't know, a lot. But let's just say it's the summertime. I live in Orlando, so you can't tell the difference. It's just hot all the way around. And yeah. so to celebrate the summer, there are three companies that picked somebody that they wanted to just promote because they're doing such amazing things in like the world. And that person that they picked was you. 
These three companies that are going to run a promotion celebrating your awesomeness happen to be Ben and Jerry, both of them, Food Network, as well as Nickelodeon. And so what they're going to do for you, Food Network said, listen, Sister Green, she is about that life. She makes even the mayor flavor town laugh, and we know that's hard to do. And so they are going to send out a one of their best chefs. I don't know who it is. Could be Alex Gordon Shelley, a man of tag, could be the guy that beat Bobby Floyd. But they're going to cook a gourmet meal in your honor, whatever you want, and they're going to put it on every menu in the world that they're affiliated with. Ben and Jerry, both of them saw a couple of videos and they said, listen. We the ice cream kings of the world. We want Sister Green to pick two flavors of ice cream. We're going to combine them into one. We're going to put it everywhere. We even going to talk Trader Joe's into putting it in their store, even though they sell their own brand of ice cream. And y'all know Trader Joe's is about that, too. Lastly, there was a show back in the day called The Wild Thornberries. And the lead character, Eliza Thornberry, had the ability to talk to animals. That ability will be bestowed and given to you. So you get a chance to pick whatever animal you want to talk to. So I need the meal. Oh my God. The ice cream. Okay. And the <laughs> animal. When you said Nickelodeon, I was hoping we were going towards Keenan and Cal. <laughs> now we, we could we could switch it up. We could switch it up. Oh, okay. So listen, I will switch it what up. Was I will... Keenan's character where he was like the Frenchman in the bathtub with the baguette. <laughs> That wasn't Keenan and Cal. That was all that. Oh, that was all that. That was all that. Because that was like the sketch comedy, right? Yes. Keenan and Cal. Oh I'm, I'm thinking you wanted a like orange soda. Cal yes, orange, orange soda. I do. I do. I do. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. So we're going to start with the meal. So I, this is kind of a classic for runners, but like I am a, a pizza addict. And okay. so, like, if you were, like, going to give me, like, my last meal, deathbed type scene, like, I just love a classic margarita pizza. But that's kind of boring for, like, a a, a really experienced chef. So, um, but it's your I would meal. kind of go with, It's your meal. That's Forget true. That. That's yeah. true. I would, something I make a lot, but I would love a chef to make much better is, like, a beautifully crusted salmon with, like, some crunchy um shredded brussels sprouts and the grain like that that's a really nice meal to like go out for so i'll go with that ben and jerry's i um i love their it's like a, a chocolate chip cookie it's not cookie dough but it's like a chocolate chip cookie mix that they have i'm mm -hmm. a cookie dough addict i love 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 cookie dough like i i have a batch in my refrigerator right now that i just eat with a spoon <laughs> can't you like die We'll get very, back to that in a yeah, second. Totally. Yeah, totally. Okay. okay, cool. Okay. But okay. I don't think it's necessarily the raw eggs. I think it's the raw flour that people say to get away from. Okay, well. Okay. Worth the risk. Um, But I also love something like a, a salty sweet scene. So maybe like a peanut butter pretzel thrown in there with the chocolate chip cookie dough. I like a vanilla base. Again, kind of boring, but mm -mm. um. I don't like to complicate things with a, a base, you know. I got an ice cream maker for Christmas a few years ago, and my husband and I went through this phase before we had kids where we were just making ice cream every week. It was very fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bring it back. Bring it back. I know. Back. I should. I should. It's it's a process. 
You have much more respect for, and you're like, oh, I guess that's why a, a little um, thing of ice cream is $7 because of how much goes into it. But bump that. No, y'all need to lower them prices. <laughs> okay, little pint of ice cream from some hogger dolls ain't no $7. Come on, put some respect that's on true. it. That's true. I know. I know. But the right. fancy ones, like the Jennies. <laughs> okay. Well, Sister Jenny, when y'all have a discount, contact Lactic Acid. Let me know. All right. Let, let us know. All righty. So. What animal? Um, I'm tempted to change that animal question. I've been thinking, how can I incorporate Keenan and Cal? <laughs> <laughs> or all that. All right, okay, so here's uh, what I'm gonna do for you. I'm, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change it up for you. Okay. <laughs> so there was Nickelodeon had a bunch of sketch comedy shows, Keenan and Cal, all that, all the above. If you had to be a guest on one of them, which one would it be? Okay. It, I but I also love the game shows, right? So I would definitely go with all that. I think if I'm remembering them correctly, like remember they had the um, it was kind of like a play on the SNL, the news casting. Like yes. they had their like, their weekly update um, for kids. I mean, I I loved that. Um, but I loved the Family Feud, not Family Feud. What's the one where they'd have the families on, but it was like all slime and shit? Oh, God. Summer like, Sanders was yeah. the uh, Mark, host. Mark something. Oh, my God. There is, it's not Legends of the Hint. Figure it out. Oh, Figure that out. was a good one. Oh, my God. Yes. That was such a good one. Figure it um, out was the show with the slime. Figure it out. Wow, you're yes. real good. Wait, I'm going to look this up. But yeah, I'm I used to have like the biggest crush on Summer Sanders. And then um, I actually, the Nickelodeon Hotel is in Orlando. Uh, it's not what it used to be. Oh. But I used to, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is like nostalgia. I, low key, I feel like you would be a great addition to, to the Amanda show. Um, <laughs> specifically, um, instead of like, you just swap the two of you out and I would love to hear you, but like, all right, case dismissed, bring in the dancing lobster system. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait. Okay. Double dare. I loved double dare. Double dare. Let me see. Yeah. That. And look, there's even a picture of double dare with Keenan and Cal, but they're like all grown up. Oh, yes, yes, double dare. Um, oh, man. Now we have like the Steve Harvey version of the family feud, which is funny. Don't get me, don't get it. It is, it is pretty funny. But, but, but those, yeah. those game shows, man, like back oh, in the guts. day. Why, why, how did we forget about guts? Global guts. guts. Yes. Go. Oh, come on. We need to go get the mega crack from Michael Malley. We do. How he doing? No wonder. How he doing? Oh, and Remember Mo, the referee? I do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Figure it out, Legends of the Hidden. I feel like we got guts. Oh man. Um let me these kids don't know what they're missing, you know? It is the these kids shows. like now they have CNN and all that crap. And I remember that's when it was time to go to sleep. When Linda Ellerby, sister Ellerby, I hope you're doing well. But when she come up and do that, you know, political news, like cheeseburgers have increased by 25 cents and stuff like that. It's like all these kids in the yep. crowd. Oh, my gosh. Now we have these reality shows. And it's like sketch. That was that was television gold. It was. It was television. Like, gold. Like, and we are going to get 
to that in a second. But oh my gosh, because I'm I'm hurting because that era of television is like gone. Legends of the Hidden Temple when they were like all of a sudden these statues would come alive and they would yes. Listen. When I tell you, I'm 29, so I, I'm just, I would embarrass oh, So myself. you are just at the edge. See, I'm 37, so like I was prime time in that. Scene. I was prime time too. Listen, I, it was, I was. It was still I, on? Okay. Yeah, I've seen it all. And like I said, like they recorded some of this stuff in Orlando. Granted, right. and I actually, I forgot what show I went to at the Nickelodeon Hotel. But I was like, oh my gosh. And it is so lit live like it is on TV. And now, I don't even know what, like, even Blue's Clues got an attitude now. Like, it, <laughs> like I was like, dang. Yeah. Like, 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 the kids can't even watch it. I'm like, bring back free Steve. Where's Steve at? You know, and everything. Yeah, uh, but it is, it just breaks my heart. Because I used to have a rotation, Laura. I, at 6 o'clock, I forgot what came on at 6. Oh, I was napping. But at six, no, at seven o'clock, Doug came on. My show was the Rugrats. Yes. yes. My show yes. was the Rugrats. So seven o'clock, 7.30, Doug, I'm oh, sorry, Rugrats came on. At eight o'clock, it was either Rocco's Martin Life or when the OG SpongeBob came on. Okay. And then at like nine o'clock, it was time, or 8.30, it was Linda LB. So it was time to go to bed. Yeah. But, then, <laughs> but then like I would stay up and then I would watch all the good shows like Laverne and Shirley and oh, man. Nick at Night. Oh, remember, totally. like, are you afraid of the dark? Yes. And I was afraid of the dark. My brother had to used to sleep sleep with a light on. So it, it hit home for oh. me. It, it was a yeah, trigger point. Did. Oh, man. I you would, you would thrive in that era of television. They I just missed, they missed their opportunity. I will say this: now I have nowhere to be. You know, now I, I live on Instagram. But man, I, I would really have crushed Nickelodeon. <laughs> oh my gosh, it would have been a misunderstanding. Like people wonder why track is not growing. It's because we were just in the wrong era. <laughs> but no, I would love to see they're making a good burger too. Oh my god, they are. Yeah, I would love. We got to find a way to get you. But everybody's going to be in it, like just making little yeah. cameos. So I'm like, why not put Laura Green in there? Right. Um, we'll be like, you know, <laughs> like, like, who is this? And big fan. Big fan. Everybody. Big fan. Oh, just ro- roll up in there with a, a bottle of orange soda. Just take the Fanta label off. Um, there we go. And give it to Cal, and then you got it. But but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. We on a time crunch here. We, we could talk about this all day. But you are the jack of all trades and the master of nine out of 9.5 of them because all the things that you have done. So first of all, one thing that's pretty cool, you are the second Northeastern current or former runner that I've had on this show that I've gotten a chance to talk to. Ooh. Shout out to Ethan Exelholm, who is a hurdler at Northeastern, who actually made the NCAA final in Austin. Um, for the hurdles he was the first you are the second oh my gosh go huskies that's awesome yes. yes go 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 huskies and so you ran the 800 now you decided to upgrade you decided to increase for whatever reason to the most painful event in the marathon um you worked with the november project helped a lot of people there then you started your own company then you took to the gram 
And the first video I saw, it was like content creators on a group run. And shout out to my boy Chris Chavez because that I was like, oh, she I hit him down <laughs> like, with, she my took fake, with my fake chain and all. Yeah. You know, I'm like, dang, girl, Chris got a family. Why'd you do that to him? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we, you know, we we love Sidious. We love love Sidious because he's yeah. balling out. But you provide a much needed source of relief to the sport of track and field with your creativity, with your sense of humor, and your braveness essentially it is not easy to get in front of the camera it's hard for me to do this now i'm more introverted by nature i'm like lord i got to talk to people Ooh. but from your perspective how important is humor not just in general but in such a sport like track and field where there's so many people doing it there's so many struggles but then there's so many wonderful things about it to me humor is like it's like the hot sauce that you put on the collard greens that gives it more texture, more flavor. But in your words, what does humor do for this sport? I think I, you know, I think about um, how different social media has changed over the years and how it's changed the sport in the game. And I think back to when I competed and when I was taking the sport seriously, we had Facebook, but it wasn't like, I don't even think you had daily updates on Facebook. We had aim, you know, we had like aim away messages, but MySpace. It was, there was, yes, there wasn't like this daily comparison model. I mean, I think one of the, the threat message threads that was out there was die stat. Like I'm pretty sure that was it. So yeah. it wasn't like this constant comparison hamster wheel that I look at these poor high school and collegiate runners, but then Aside from that, like you go into marathoning and it's these middle-aged people who all have like daily lives, they have families, they have jobs, and they're training really hard to accomplish these goals. And even they fall into the comparison trap of where their times. So I think the why track and marathoning need humor is because it's such an objective sport. It is a time period. And it's like, okay, what did you run New York? What's your Boston time? What's your Berlin time? And like, I can compare that to this person. I compare it to that person. I compare it to all these people on the internet who I follow, but I don't even know. Like it's, it's so unhealthy. And <laughs> instead of just celebrating our accomplishments, we're very quick to be kind of like talk down to ourselves or be like, why couldn't you, you know, be cute on that? Or why couldn't you, you know? And so I just want to bring a little humor back into it because I had a great time competing when I did and I have a great time now. You know, it's like, I love the sport. I'm a big fan of the sport and I'm a big fan of the pros, which is of course why I'm a Sidious fan. And it sounds like you are too. Um, I love, I, I love everything about track and field. And so I just, a want people to have more fun if they're going to participate like this absolutely should not be something that brings you down. It should only be an additive to your life. Um, but also I want people to find community, even if they are not part of the greater community of running. So like, even if you don't train with a team or you don't do this, that, or another thing, I want them to watch my video and, and be like, Oh, I actually get her jokes because I do that. And that is me. And I see myself and what she's making fun of, which is myself and making fun of me. But they're like, oh, I do that too. They feel like they're in on an inside joke. They they then feel like they're part of a greater community. And then it just feels like a more positive 
feedback loop as opposed to the negative one. So if I can do that in any way, then I'm stoked. We need to get you fitted for the Nobel Peace Prize before um, <laughs> for what you're doing, just trying to bridge the gap between <laughs> and increase the confidence of people. I love that. And what you do is hard, though. Like, I took script, I took script writing in college, and it was one of the worst classes that I have ever taken because it is so hard. Like, you know, anybody who's struggling in script writing and you're in college, just remember C's get degrees because I, I, I passed um, that class because <laughs> of it. Um, but you make it seem so effortless and natural. Um, are you having fun? doing it and how did how does it not become a job even though you work with different brands different people you still keep it you still keep it you know they say real g's move in silence like lasagna um but yours is so so how, how do you keep it like light and fun yeah i've been very good from the beginning which it's only been a year but from the get-go of not taking on too much not taking every every offer that comes my way being as selective as possible. And more so than that, just kind of like figuring out like a budget for the month, how much I need to make, how much, how many brand deals I need to make that happen or events I need to do, but not taking on too much to feel like this becomes like I'm churning out ads or I'm churning out scripts. Um, For the most part, they come very easily because it's, oftentimes dialogue that I have with people. So it's like things that have already been done or said. And then I also have a couple of friends who help that I'm able to pay, which is very fun um, to just like build a little team that of people to help me, which includes like a couple of people with concepts and then someone who has um, videography skills. If I need that a lot of times, it's just me and my tripod and in the woods (laughs) (laughs) or in my house. Um, but if I'm like stuck, which happens all the time and I'll be like, I need a concept for this brand. I can't think of anything. That's when I call upon my friends who are brilliant. So yeah, I am having an absolute blast. And I think a lot of that though, is because I'm pacing myself there a little, there's a little track joke, I suppose, but it's just, it's all about just kind of only taking on a little bit or so much that I can still afford life, but also I'm very, um, conscious of my life outside of social media. I have two little kids, I have a husband and I just, I want to make sure that I have the flexibility in my life that I don't, I'm not like bogged down by this all of a sudden, because then it absolutely will not be fun. That's why I say sister thrive. It like, it's just amazing to see, like, I laughed at it and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I do my romantic runs to the refrigerator, but for whatever reason, I can relate to this like low key and stuff like that. <laughs> so it's just like this, this small little niche that you like, cause really nobody does it like that. Like you are a legit comedian when you graduated from Northeastern and she was physical therapist. So that's why I was saying, yeah, you know, with the doctor skills, like, you know, you, you heal. And then, you know, I found out like, you literally are a Loki doctor because laughter produces releases endorphins or whatever. So it's like yeah. medicine. So like yeah. if one person <laughs>, laughs and let's just say like your day is just like a giant. If your life is like constipated in the day, like you are like that, you know, 
I am you know, laxative. Yes, you are that that laxative. You are that enema. You know that releases <laughs> everything. Oh um, gosh. When you graduated Northeastern, like, did you ever wake up and be like, "Yo, I'm gonna make people laugh"? Like, I am funny. I'm probably funnier than your favorite comedian, and. I'm just going to make people laugh. I'm going to do that for a living and thrive in the process with a capital oh, T. Man. Never. No, 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 never. I I thought, so you mentioned November Project. That was a creative outlet for me. Um, I stood in front of a group of people three times a week for five years and essentially told jokes. Like I would say, this is the workout today. But let me make fun of my co-leaders at the at the same time, and which were my friends Patty and, and Josh, and just make fun of them and make people laugh. And it was self-deprecating humor. And so th- we would write blogs and like that was my creative release. I always needed some type of creative release on top of my job as a PT. And but I never I still don't like refer to myself as a comedian. Like I I guess put myself in that little like circle but like I've done very I've done a little tiny bit of stand-up but it's much more sketch and written but it's because it's in the run space I don't count it fully um but I'm very flattered by that um but yeah I just I I was hesitant to go full-time into this for the exact thing that you just asked of like do you feel like it's a job and how do you make sure you're still having fun type thing? It's like, I've always had PT part-time and a creative job part-time. And this is the first time I've gone full in on the creative to pay my bills and to hope that I don't, I'm still having fun with it. So we're a year in and we're doing good, but I check in on myself constantly about that because once I, like, I can always go back to the hospital or do home health and I will, I'll do it in a heartbeat if I feel like, I'm losing, you know, the spark um, because I always want to have some type of creative outlet and I don't want to ruin it. You know, yeah, I got you. I mean, it's crazy. You don't think you that you're a comedian. Like, come on now. You step <laughs> I, lightly like a woodpecker so with a headache. School, though. I'm like, I'm like, you need to do stand up for and you need to be on the road and, you need, you know, like that's yeah. just I just pictured it, but that stand up different because you have to create like a house clap every what like five to 10 seconds. So, you know, it's one of those things. If they're not clapping, you start roasting people, uh, you know, like your head too big or something like that. And then like that generates the house laugh and stuff. And that's like the opposite of like what you intend to I think you're a comedian. I think we don't have any, um, you could be a sports comedian. I mean, there's titles for everything. So, I mean, or just go get your honorary doctorate in comedy. I mean, technically you are a doctor, so. Yeah, true. So yeah, I'll just, or maybe I'll just scribble out my diploma. <laughs> Why not? It's just, it's just a piece of paper. Doctorate in comedy. It's, it's just a piece of paper. You could go <laughs> down, down to Home Goods. I'm sure they, they'll sell, not Home Goods, uh, Office, <laughs> De- Office Depot. You can go, you can get you a frame from Home Goods and just go to Office Depot and, and, and go ahead and just. Print it out. It's okay. okay. And okay. just make yeah. And just use Times New Roman font and you'll be all set. I mean, that's that's all you gotta do. But yeah, it's funny that you bring up though, like my older self, because I was just saying uh before we got on that I just filmed something like a half hour ago 
that I'm putting out, I think probably tomorrow, but um, it's my current self having a conversation with my college self. And it basically says it's an announcement that I'm going to worlds this year. I'm going to Budapest. And my old self is like, Oh my God, we're going to worlds in the 800. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. I can't wait to see that video. <laughs> it was oddly therapeutic. It felt like, it felt like a therapy session. Um, so yeah, it just was like an announcement for ASICs, but I was like, oh, uh, this is like kind of cute, you know? Like <laughs> it's it's like, oh my, we're going to worlds. Oh my god, we're gonna be the thing, we're gonna be kidding. No, nah, you ain't racing them. You 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 just going uh with ASICs. Oh yeah, you're just gonna tell jokes. <laughs> I'm like, oh. And it's like it's gonna be okay. We we made it. We made it. Oh my gosh, I can't wait we to see that. We still oh. made it. We still made it. That's all. We started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> um, that That's how it is. Tell me in the world three things that people do not know about the legend that is Miss Laura Grant. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, let's see. I'm a pretty open book. I'm trying to think of like, what What are some categories? What What's something that you would ask me? Entertainment, life, food. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a traveling physical therapist. I don't really talk about that that often. Um, and okay. I moved every three to six months with my best friend. Oh. And especially when right out of college when we graduated. And I mean, I talk about running all the time, but I don't talk about the fact that like I love to party and like I don't as much anymore. But man, I went through a very big party phase. And um, at one point I lived in Alaska and like I spent the summer up there, I've lived in Hawaii, San Francisco, Chicago, um, San Diego, and just had a ball. So like I, I talk about running all the time, but I do I do kind of veer away on Instagram from talking about too much about my personal life because people are weird. Ain't nobody's business. <laughs> I'll Ain't talk about business. stuff on podcasts without hesitation. But Instagram, there's something about it where people feel like they start to like know you and that, and then they start to kind of feel entitled you. To know mm-hmm. more about you. Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, let's see. My first love was soccer and basketball. I didn't really run through high school. I just did like uh, cross country and, and two seasons of spring track, but everything else was basketball. I thought I was going to be like Rebecca Lobo. <laughs> Ooh, y'all <laughs> young kids, reference, y'all, but y'all need to me. go and and look up highlights of Sister Lobo um, oh. from from UConn back in the day because she she, yeah. she was different. She she yeah. was different. Yeah, she, oh she, my she was different. Ooh, gosh, it's like I'm talking to Sister Sue Bird here. Um, <laughs> So actually, so I had my whole family here this past weekend. I'm one of five kids and then there's eight little kids. So there was a ton of people here for dinner. And um, I actually went around the table and I said, okay, guys, I'm in this unique position where now I'm meeting. They're all runners. They all ran division one track. And then one played golf. (laughs) He's he's like six foot five and he played golf. And um, I was like, I'm in this unique position where now all of a sudden I'm meeting these running professional runners and it's so exciting who would you want to meet so that was a very fun conversation but it somehow veered towards (laughs) seabird 
<laughs> and everything came back to Sue Bird. And I was like, I, I mean, come on, who wouldn't want to make, meet Sue Bird? <laughs> Sue Bird and Lisa Leslie are probably my two. Lisa Leslie, oh my favorite. God like women's basketball players and two of just my favorite basketball players in general. Yeah, Sue, yeah. Sue, Sue. Oof. Sue, Sue. Sue has like, what did they say? She has that dog in her. Like yeah. she's like, she, I saw her, like her ankles was hurting. Her kneecaps was like dislocated. And she came up the court with like 30 seconds left. Looked at this girl that was like six, five, hit that step back. Boom. I was like, Sue, don't you do it. Don't you do it. Sue. And, <laughs> And I was like, dang, <laughs> she's been doing that her entire career. Like Sue Bird, um, Lisa Leslie, Maya Moore, like mm. goaded. Yeah. IMO. Um, but it sounds like I'm talking to the running version of Sue Bird, which is totally an honor too, which I'm Oh my God, about. never. Uh no, I um trying to think of like other fun facts about me. Uh you just got one more. I don't know. I mean, I just. What's your favorite cheat meal? Or cheat food? Cheat, cheat food? food. Yeah. Oh, I don't even have cheat food because everything's available to me at all times. Amen. You better <laughs> testify. Pre- preach to these people. I have a cheat. I have but a I mean, day. the thing that I eat too much of is cookie dough, like I mentioned. Um, that I that I like might be detrimental to my health. Yes. Yeah, when you said that, um, I'm like, Ooh. I love donuts. I mean, we do a lot of pastries in this house, a lot of croissants, and on the weekends, Ooh. and uh, Ooh. yeah, I, I, I don't limit anything um, to myself. I mean, to my kids, I kind of, I try and be. They have to earn that. They, they have yeah. to. They, they got to be a little more nutritious than me. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel I. And, this is not a question that you asked, but I do feel really lucky that I have such a healthy relationship with food. It's like, I don't feel like I have to run a certain amount to eat. I don't feel like I need to do anything like, no, I just eat whatever I want, whenever I want it. Everything in moderation. You know, I'm, I'm a fried chicken fanatic. We from the South. Oh my God. I love fried chicken. Listen. Oh, I should have put that on my chef's meal. You know, I actually have t-shirts, fried chicken t-shirts. Um, (laughs) I have one and I'm going to wear it. Did I wear it to pre? I did wear it to pre a couple years ago because I have a segment, a TikTok segment called Two Piece and a Biscuit. Uh, and shout out to Catherine. Um, oh, she's going to kill me. How did I forget her last name? <laughs> we were in the same magic was class in. together. Uh, uh, Catherine, <laughs> Catherine, you know who you are. <laughs> um, but no, I gosh. That is so bad, but she made that shirt for me, and she has her own uh, multimedia company, not multimedia, but graphic design uh, company. Catherine Burgess, what the heck, Dom? Sorry, Catherine. Let me put some respect on it. And then I have one of my favorite shirts that says, I like fried chicken and three other people. Um, so that's <laughs> so I, I just worked with Catherine Burgess in uh, St. Louis. She's the best. We're going to track me together. It was so she, fun. She is the best. Debate your cousin and your mama on that one. Um, but no, I, I think that's, what were you like as a Hooper? And then I want to get back to the Nickelodeon thing before we wrap up. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, scrappy. Um, yeah, I was a shooting guard. I'm 5'10", but I never quite made it to like 
to like post up because we also had some taller girls on my on my team so yeah I was like kind of like kind of your classic point on a one three one defense like I like probably of all my high school stats which I have no idea what those are they're nothing wildly impressive but probably the only thing that would really stand out in any way are steals like I was a better defensive player than offensive by far um I didn't have a particularly great shot but and like I also would come flying down the court a thousand miles per hour and then just miss the layup so <laughs> oh russell westbrook i see you uh, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding that's all my dad said that would all it's all he'd be like and he does the impressions of me to this day um so i would never say that i'm like this talented basketball player but i loved it you know like that was that was the summer camps like i would just be going to basketball camps like that was um it's such a great sport and so I still love like shooting around today I can't wait until my boys are old enough to play and like really play me um and they get locked up <laughs> like, yeah they're going down <laughs> oh until they're God. like teenagers and then they over you know they're taller than me but yeah when they start drop stepping dunks on you that's that's the end of the road it's so funny the distance runners have made great they at some point in their life they've been great basketball players so or, soccer. Got, or soccer like julia griffey was a baller oh yeah and, and grant and granted you know her her husband played for the university of illinois um but she yeah. she played college soccer and then she was like a big time basketball player for a nationally ranked like high school team or whatever i uh, love that like Kim Connolly, I think she played basketball. Really? Um, yeah, and she loves Golden State um, and everything. Like, it's so funny. Like, Jordan Hase, apparently, who just got married, she played basketball. Or She's so least, tiny. At least I saw some shots going through the hoop. And I'm like, ooh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 ain't even, I ain't know it was like that. Um, so, and now, like, you and – uh, I know, like Carrie Tolson played basketball, you know, back that in the day. That doesn't surprise me. I can see that. I can see that. It is just insane. I feel like if you did, like, and I was thinking about this: if track and field or basketball had like the ultimate breakdown, like everybody, you know, Team Huddle is like, you know, Team Huddle, one, two, three, you know, team. Like, what would be like the ultimate breakdown if you if you just got a bunch of your track buddies before you went on like a fifty-five mile run or whatever you guys do? Um, like what would be like the ultimate breakdown? I have one in particular in mind that I just want to use so bad or want to hear use, but I'm curious from the, the doctor's oh, point of view. Man, I don't know. I want to hear yours. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with the show The Office. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you remember um when they Michael went and ventured and had his own paper company with Ryan and Pam? Yes, yes. And so when they were in that little I don't even know what you would call it. It was like the, <laughs> I don't know, um, that little room inside Dunder Mifflin. Um, he talked to them and they did their a daily chant and was like, you, G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. Uh-uh, you ugly. Your mama say you ugly, yeah? Go microscopic. <laughs> like, I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. So the... The chant that we had at Northeastern, apparently they don't do it anymore, which I don't think they do it anymore. I hope they do, um, which is unfortunate because actually someone you should try and interview 
is Tremaine Shaw, who is the head coach there. So Tremaine was my year, my freshman year. Um, incredible athlete. Yeah. And she's now the men and women's head coach. And anyway, the chant was always from like the infield. What time is it? Game time. Where my dog's house. Where my husky is at. And then it just, everyone starts kind of coming in from all over the field and the track and uh, indoor track. It was just insane. Like the roof would come off because people were shouting so loud. Um, and like it's so funny like you have the shot putters in the middle just like bellowing voices screaming you know like pushing everyone around and you have these skinny distance runners on the outside <laughs> just raising the roof kind of yeah <laughs> oh my goodness trying to get in there but like not <laughs> oh my gosh i would have thought i would pay good because we used to do when i was playing football we used to do that and that specific chant um it's like what time is it game time whose house why my dogs and it's just and it just gets intense like oh i would have loved to see that just it fires you up that it works so well oh i would have loved to see one of y'all district runners just get into the pile and just get launched by yeah we would always kind of set we would have a sacrificial lamb um i remember one time i tried to throw she was like five foot her name is Annie Scully. I tried to launch her into the middle and she got like launched right back out. <laughs> like Ryan Crowder. Like just... Oh my gosh. Oh, I wish one of y'all took a video of that. That that would have been amazing. Oh, oh. No, I'm so, I think with I'm... all these things pre-phone, pre-video, like we would have had to have our digital cameras there. <laughs> one of those big old like six foot seven. And like most of me is very happy we didn't have that, but part of me is a little sad. Like all the all the things we could have captured was so funny. Oh my gosh, that! But it know, was my so was so funny. My my four by eight was so funny. I was not the funniest. They were so much funnier than I am. So I look at TikTok and I'm like, man, they would have made some great TikToks, you know? Oh my gosh, like back in the day, you know those high top Reeboks and. It pretty much like the track shorts, like the basketball shorts now. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh! All right, I gotta ask this question about Nickelodeon um, okay. before I get you go. And then we're gonna do one more thing, then rapid fire. Then you're gonna go thrive and save the world some more. <laughs> so we talked about so all of that. So what was it about? Like, where do you think you would have played? First of all, which one was the best Nickelodeon show? Cartoon and then the sketch comedy shows. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't know. Um okay, I really was a Doug Funny fan. We watched a lot of Doug Funny in this house. We I also watched um Hey Arnold. Yes. Is that Nickelodeon? Yes, football head, yeah. Football head. Um I feel like I would need to sit down and like look at a list to have a proper opinion, but those Rocket Power, Our Real Monsters, Angry yeah. Beavers, Rocco's Modern Life were okay okay never mind my bad okay those were okay. But yeah, Doug I mean, was just funny. one of the, like the nerdiest show on the planet but I loved it Doug uh, was one of those like the characters like dog named Porkchop yes. um Patty Mayonnaise Patty like, Mayonnaise <laughs> <laughs> like what like, like, who, like oh who thought of this god bustle oh man 
Your memory is also incredible. I'm so impressed. So this uh, is a true story. I was listening to Swag Serpent um, before work one day, and there's a line at the end. And he's like, what is like? I'm standing like I'm surfing. I'm stand. I'm surfing like I'm standing on a wave. Shorty, check my Dougie like she patty mayonnaise. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh boy, oh boy, look at God. Won't he do it? Um, but no, I cut you off. I'm sorry, but that sketch comedy because I just feel like if we transported you back in the day, I don't know who you could replace, but you could replace somebody, like. but I never would have I never would have been funny back then you know it's like I think that I just feel lucky that this has happened when I'm in my mid 30s late 30s like I never would have had the confidence even 10 years ago to stand in front of a a camera because I'd be like hell no like I no you know but now I just don't care (laughs) that's true I feel like mid 30s Laura would have thrived in either Good Burger (laughs) <laughs> or um or Keenan and Kel in general. I don't know why that show just stands out to me, but I just it's just I, so I, silly. I think that's I think that's why I honestly this kind of correlation has happened too between Nickelodeon and my skits because my skits are G-rated. Like they're so silly and they're goofy and they're like they're almost innocent, you know. There's every once in a while I try and throw a joke in there where I'm like, do people understand that joke or are they just gonna scoop by it? Um, but for the most part, it's pretty basic. And so yeah, I think that I would thrive in Nickelodeon era. <laughs> Honestly, it's so funny because now that I'm now that I'm older and I'm watching rewatching some of these shows, there were a few jokes in there. <laughs> that is like oh Ooh. I know. Ooh, boy i missed that years ago i was totally. re- for the grown-ups in the room right i was i was watching spongebob um and then patrick i guess whatever with mr krabs and spongebob whatever and they were trying to be like fun or whatever and patrick goes you're gonna miss the panty raid <laughs> and that never like two and two never equated to four and he's like, what'd you say? I guess you're going to miss the panty raid. <laughs> he repeated it. And he got deeper. And he was like, where you break into their house and you steal their underpants. He's like, yep. <laughs> so, how did I miss this? Oh, God. That's why it's like, okay. you were like, the world needs more Laura Greens, but okay. Yeah. Last last question before we get to the rapid fire, and then you can go. Oh man, I, that killed me. I almost forgot the last question. But basically, what do you hope your platform, your comedic platform, and the talent that you have, what do you look to accomplish, and what do you hope to accomplish by bringing humor to running? What change would you like to see from that? Yeah. So for it's like pretty obvious but i um i do mostly highlight female runners and women in sport and so i think that's also a kind of like an underlying i don't have to say it out loud but it's just pretty obvious that like i've only so far worked with women uh at, from the pro scene so i like mentioned earlier that i just really would love the everyday runner to get to know these women um or these runners um 
in like a sillier, like, like you can listen to them on podcasts and get to know their story and get to know them at a deeper level. But sometimes you almost can't get to know their personality because they're answering these really kind of robotic questions of like where you grew up and how did you get into running and yada, yada. And so it's fun to put them into these really silly scenes and having them like kind of act it out or just have a good time with it. And people immediately feel drawn to other people's laughter and other people's joy. And then they're rooting for them. And I just, I I want that to just continue. And I want you to care about Molly Seidel. I want you to care about Annie Frisbee. And when you see them at their next big race and you see that they're lining up, you're like, oh yes. Like I remember that from that really silly skit. Uh, but they seem really cool and they seem really lovable. And so I would love that. Um, and yeah, just kind of to make people feel like they're part of something bigger because they are, but it's hard to feel that connection. I think now, especially, um, especially for the people who are my age and older, it's like, we are very much caught up in all the dailies happenings that happen in our life with our families and friends and and jobs. And so it's kind of like hard to feel included in a, a thing that's just for you. And for me, running is just for me. Like running is not about my family. Running's not about even necessarily my friends, like running is for me. And so I, I just want people to feel like that, that, that they're more, that they're part of it. Wow. I may have to, I'm going to get copyright for it, but I want to put like Sister Sledge's We Are Family like over that because that's just that <laughs> feeling I got. Like I felt it was like a Christmas cookie. Like, wow, that was like amazing. <laughs> you have survived the interrogation process. Now we are on to our final segment called the Down, down the Home Stretch. I'm going to ask you a couple rapid fire questions. So I want you to answer them to the best of your ability. Are you ready? Okay, I'm a little nervous. I get nervous for the quick fire ones, but okay, I'm ready. Okay, okay, that's cool. If there was a food that you could live with for the rest of your life and a food that you could live without, what would they be? Um, the food with, I guess just pizza in general. I could eat pizza for the rest of my life. Um, without, uh, I could go without red meat without really thinking twice about it, yeah. Well, yeah, because you answer that fast. Um, and it's never rapid fire. It's just for branding purposes. Oh, yeah. So don't even worry about it. What was the last movie that made you cry? Oh. This is hard. You know I don't cry. Did you know that? That's a fun fact about me. I don't you... cry that often. Um... Oh, I don't know how to respond to that. Like, you stumped me. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not a crier. I mean, I I cry during like very grieving, like when I'm grieving. But um, it's hard to like pull that out of me either with like a, a movie or a TV show or like it has to be something that's happening to me personally in my life. So dog movies don't make you cry when they kill the dogs or whatever? <laughs> Like Homeward Bound, that's what I'm thinking. Homeward Bound, Marley and Me. When you said dog movie, I'm like Homeward Bound. That actually does make me cry. Homeward Bound, Marley and Me. I'm much more of like a happy crier at a movie, right? Like you're just like Mm -hmm. so overwhelmed by how adorable. 
Man, I haven't. I, I this is a bad question for me because I just haven't seen a movie. Okay, like, well, we 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 were gonna skip that because I don't. Yeah. I've never heard of a happy prior, but I will ask you this: <laughs> if <laughs> if they were going to make a movie about your life and your journey, and they wanted you to choose to some, choose someone to play your character, who are you going with? Okay, it's a toss up. It would either be Tina Fey or Molly Shannon. Ooh, boy. Who would who would you pick from those two? Molly Shannon. I think she's like she has my vibe. She has your, but that's hard. I love. So, she's so she's so physical. Like I love the way that she just emotes. I just I think she's amazing. I love Tina Fey so much. Lord, my light went off. That means we we about to wrap up. It's all good. All right, a couple more questions. If you could run any other event outside of the 800 and now outside of the marathon, what event would you choose? Honestly, if I could do it all again, I i mean, I don't think I ever wanted to run the 800. It just kind of, the 800 is an event that chooses you. Yes. <laughs> no one actively chooses the 800. Um, and I have mentioned this on other podcasts. I do think I was probably more of a 1500 meter runner, but there were always 1500 runners that were faster than me on the team. So like, I kind of got stuck in the eight. Yeah. Um, so I like, I do think that may have been more my speed. Um, if I were, if I had a different body, God, I would love to rip it in the hundred. Like, I wish I were a sprinter. It looks so fun to be fast like that. I don't have that turnover, but man, I see those women and I'm like, oh, or like maybe the 200, but the hundred, the way that they explode, I, I don't know what explosive speed like that feels like. And oh, that'd be so much fun. It's like that uh, song on High School Musical, you're soaring. <laughs> basically uh that's pretty much what it is oh that's oh what that is okay <laughs> listen like i said there's not a star in heaven that you can't reach if you're flying or trying or whatever the case might be <laughs> all right just a couple more questions let's just say you were running and you had to choose someone to narrate a race who are you picking to narrate the race that i'm running mm-hmm um, or, 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 or let's do that. Not just narrate a race, but narrate like a day in the life. Um, my first instinct is the British guy who narrates all those National Geographic. Um, oh, that would be, that would be dope. But, right? That would be really dope. <laughs> but it, I think, just in that low whisper. Um, I think we all know the answer to this. There's only one answer, right? I don't. It's Morgan Freeman. Okay. Okay. Hey, that is the only correct answer. <laughs> I had a, I've had a different one, but okay. Okay. I, what's your, what's yours? Snoop Dogg. Okay. Snoop Dogg would be real good. <laughs> well, Snoop Dogg would be funny. Morgan Freeman would just be powerful, you know? I think I would like to hear like James Earl Jones. Like, Ooh, okay. Just that majestic voice. She sets up the tripods, splits it between the two. <laughs> the crutch of her fingers presses the play button as she rocks to the lateral movement of the script. Like something, you oh know. Oh my like God. That. I feel like Snoop Dogg, and when Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart get together, I think that would be very funny for them to Ooh. narrate. They would I, be like disgusted with my day. They'd be like, what is she doing now? Like, 
I don't know. It would just be like changing if, her outfit again. What is she doing? Like she probably stinking now. What you doing, girl? Like I've heard that before. Put some seasoning on that food. What you doing? That ain't enough. Oh God. There's like this this one. I don't know. It's on Facebook. Um, but he critiques food and stuff like that. He's like, oh, them holla peepees. I don't like that. Like stuff like that. Like he would be good. All right. There's, all right. there's another. There's a TikTok woman who does that. I forget her name and. She, her thing is everyone's so creative. Have you seen her? I have. She would be good too. <laughs> she would be good. Everyone's too. so creative. Yeah, that could <laughs> that could fit right into my day. That would. Oh my god. Here's Laura again, because everyone's so creative. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two more questions, and then you gotta go. All right, when is it too early to start listening to Christmas music? Um, I think I think it's a no go before Thanksgiving. I'm kind Ooh. of like a. I know. I'm like a December. Like I like to enjoy my fall. So you know. it is a part of fall. Hallmark, Hallmark's proving it right now. What you doing? <laughs> no, All right. no. The last question: Why does kindness matter to you? Oh, kindness is everything. I think. I mean, I also like. I come from a very conservative upbringing in Republican town and in upstate New York and it's fascinating kind of the difference i live in cambridge which is one of the most liberal towns or cities in america and so the i just think that if we all just like walked a little bit closer to kindness every day we could all kind of you know close that gap a little bit because i do think at the end of the day most of us want the same things for ourselves um and for our families and friends and if like we could just kind of you know, be a little bit more kind to one another. We could get there a little bit easier as opposed to like, I think we're just right now digging a deeper hole in a bigger trench in between the two sides. And um, so, yeah, I, I would like that because especially on social media, when I watch people I grew up with compared to the people that I'm like with today and their difference in ideology and life and everything, it's pretty drastic um, and it's just very interesting and i'm just like but i do think that those people are kind still kind of <laughs> deep on the inside they just need they need they that's that constipation that they need the enema to constipation, they just need the laxative <laughs> they the need laxative that laxative green. <laughs> and the laxative is dr laura green laura appreciate you as always fam tell real quick where can they find you on social media yeah, so mostly on Instagram. That's my main platform for Laura McGreen. Um, I am on TikTok when I remember, and I'm on YouTube every like once a month. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, those out. Um, but yeah, it's mostly Instagram. Laura, we appreciate you. Appreciate everybody for listening. Love, peace, and chicken grease. We'll catch you next time.